Hi, you're listening to Secrets for an Inspirational Life with me, your host, Mimi Novik. I'm so happy and thrilled to have you here with me. I have created this series for all of us so we can change our world together and live a more holistic and balanced life. Together, we will share lots of inspiring stories from all walks of life, speak with leading experts, enjoy healthy living ideas, explore music and subjects that inspire each other to always have hope. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate all of you. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Secrets for an Inspirational Life. Thank you so much for joining me today and I hope that wherever you are, there's a little bit of joy and a little bit of sunshine. Here in the United Kingdom, it seems to be looking like summer. So it's looking very, very beautiful, I have to say. The flowers are starting to bloom and also people are starting to be more hopeful. That's certainly the energy here now. Now, hopefully we will be able also to mix with those that we love very, very quickly. And, you know, one of the things that we all possess within this life and something that touches us all at some point is this loneliness and especially in these times and I think it's highlighted this that we all need to have really people that are truly there for us and people who share beautiful moments with us that you know as the old saying goes no man is an island so one of the things that I found in life is that loneliness, and I write a lot about this in my articles and in my books, is we have to make friends with it. It's there for a reason and it seems a strange thing to do. But if we hold hands with loneliness, it can accompany us our whole life and take us to places that we would never imagine. But it takes us somewhere deeper within ourselves to understand ourselves and to really value ourselves and who we are. So it's not something to be feared, but something really to be understood. And that's why I'm really, really pleased to have on the show today a really, really fascinating lady who is an award-winning entrepreneur, a former lawyer, a Harvard graduate and a loneliness expert who pivoted out of law and started a business to combat the millennial loneliness epidemic that we have seen going on now for the past few months, but especially also that it's been going on for a very long time. I think it's something that's been going on under the surface. In 2018, she left her career as a lawyer and set up a luxury care package company, Small Packages. And that's something that sends love when you cannot be there in person. What a wonderful, wonderful idea. And she has been featured in many magazines 
And I am very, very happy to have the lovely, lovely Julie Schechter on the show today. Welcome to you, Julie. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. Oh, thank you so much, Julie, for coming on. I'm, as I said to you, I am so looking forward to talking to you and introducing you to the listeners because reading about you and um, your story, it's very, very fascinating. And you touch upon something, like I said to you when we were talking earlier, loneliness. And it's something that I, as an author, have written about a lot. So it does intrigue me. And I know, especially in these times, it's something that has touched all of us. So tell us a little bit about who you are and your story, a little bit how you started. Absolutely. So like you said, I started as an attorney. Um, I graduated from Harvard Law School and then practiced at a large corporate firm for a while before deciding that I wanted to do something a little bit more creative with my life. And so left law for entrepreneurship um, and Small Packages is actually my second company. I've been a ballet dancer for much of my life. And so my first company was a ballet fitness company that I ran. Oh, okay. Yeah, which was a lot of fun. Uh, and I loved, you know, the, the principles of connection and empowerment that that was based upon. But I looked around and really saw, you know, based on my lifestyle and, and those that of those around me that, you know, people were really having trouble connecting and staying close to the folks who were really important to them. And so I wanted to build something a little bit more scalable and addressed that issue. And so that is how Small Packages was born. Ah, okay. Now, give us the details about what I've seen some of the things that you offer. Um, and they're quite stunning, I have to say. So tell us a little bit about what it is, the company. Absolutely. So what we do is we help folks stay connected. So if something is going on in the life of a person that you miss, whether it's a good thing like a birthday or a new baby or something not that great like a breakup or a death, you come to the site and you pick what kind of box you'd like to send. We have them for everything. And then you pick a price point. They all come in 35, 50, and 100. And then you type out the message that you would like us to handwrite in the card that goes along with the box. And then it gets sent off to the recipient. And so you're able to send something meaningful and significant in the time it takes you just to brew your coffee. So that's, that's what we're up to. I, I, I just love this. I love this idea. And I would love it to be in the United Kingdom here. It's such a beautiful idea. Now, what is offered in the three different packages and what sort of things do you send out? For example, say I wanted to say, um, I don't know, happy birthday to my friend. What could I send? What's in the actual package? Well, it varies from package to package, but what we really try to do is to serve as a discovery platform for small female owned businesses that folks might not have come across otherwise. 
um, we really... I saw that, I saw that, and this is what I'm interested in. I saw that there are all different people that contribute, if I understood it, they contribute to the package, is that correct? Yeah, so we have quite a few brand partners that we work with at this point. And I'll be honest, that's my favorite part of running the business is curating the boxes and finding new yes. to work with. It is. Yeah. It is. It's like getting a present. I feel like I've got a present already and I haven't. But it's that excitement, isn't it, about receiving a box, a gift. You can never take that excitement away, can you, when you receive something specially for you and you open it and it's that surprise element isn't it also absolutely and you know that's one of the tenants that the company is really based on is you know despite how connected we are on social media it's not bleeding out into the real world right i mean there's something that is just so different and an order of magnitude greater to be able to hold something in your hands that's a physical representation of you know how someone feels about you that they're thinking about you and how um so what do you do you have a website and people go on there and they'll choose the package that they want and do they choose what goes in the package no, so that's kind of the part where we're streamlining it and making it easy for folks. You know, we're very excited about the inclusions that we have and the brand partners that we're working with. So we pretty much guarantee they're going to like it and we can articulate everything that's in the boxes on the little drop down menu that goes. So you can, you can see what's in there and make sure that it's oh, okay. Okay. So they um, can choose whatever is on the drop down menu to put into the box. Um, there's a drop-down menu for each price point. So you can see what's in the $35 box, what's in the $50 box, and it's all kind of articulated there. But they're all pre-packaged so that you can kind of zoom right through and get through the ordering of the gift really quickly. Now, this operates where? Because I know that you're in New York. And does this operate over the whole of the States or just in your area? So we ship everywhere in the domestic U.S. and we're hoping to be able to expand to international shipping next year. Shipping costs are the bane of <laughs> every yes, yes. everywhere, but of course we would love to be able to send to our friends in the United Kingdom and, and beyond as well. So we're working on it. I, you know, I, it, it's such a beautiful idea. Now, how did you come about this idea, Judy? How did this all come about? Well, you know, I really saw, you know, from my lifestyle as a corporate attorney and then as an entrepreneur that I was spread out from all of the folks that I was very close to. I'm from Los Angeles originally, and I've lived in Boston and New York. So I've kind of accumulated this whole network of people that you know I love very much but can rarely show up in person for all of the events in their lives and it really was one of those moments of if you have an issue probably somebody else has it too and so I decided I couldn't find anything on the market that was serving this need so I figured I would try to create it. I, what a wonderful idea what now did you were you still working as a lawyer when this idea came about or did you give up your job as a lawyer and then begin this? Um, I gave up my job as a lawyer before I started my first company 
and then decided to close that company in order to build something more scalable that would help me reach more folks. And so that was when I pivoted and started Small Packages. Okay. Now, you are also a millennial loneliness expert. Is that correct? <laughs> yes. I love, yes. I, I love everything that you do, really. It, oh. it really excites me because it has such a positive energy about it. And it brings so much hope to so many people. And that is so needed, isn't it? Oh, thank you so much. That's, that's the goal. I hope that it's true. Well, it is, it is, because I can feel it, you know, um, not that I'm some, you know, guru or anything far, far from it, but when you can feel the energy of a, and the vibe of a company or the vibe of a person, I think it's really, really important. And I think when there is a genuine um, message trying to be put across, everyone can really feel that, can't they? I think so. And the loneliness aspect of what we're doing is just so, so important. I mean, we go through, you know, our friendships when we're children and then we go to college and we have these really tight knit groups of people, these real communities that are incredibly important to us and dictate a lot of our decision making, give us so much strength. And then as we get older, the message that society sends us, especially for women, is that you have to begin to let those relationships go in order to succeed in your partnerships or to be a good parent or to be successful in your career. And so that's really what we are fighting against. We're really saying, you know, you can, you can have it all. And those important relationships that you relied on when you were younger it's important to carry them with you. And there's no reason that even if you can't be physically with those people all the time, you can still be connected to them. They can still play a really important role in your life. Yes, that's the important thing is because sometimes we all feel that somehow people can forget us and we can forget people. It isn't that case, I don't think. I think it's just the way of the world as it is running at the moment, because there's so many other huge things going on at the moment. Now, you know, all of us, every single person on the planet has been touched by it. So Julie, with your work as a loneliness expert, what does that, tell us a little bit about that. Well, it really informs what we're doing with small packages. And I would say there's a lot of, you know, writing and um, speaking that goes along with it, just kind of trying to spread this message that, you know, even if we are connected via social media, that's usually not sufficient, right? We need, we need some sort of tangible physical connection to someone else. So in the context of, you know, COVID-19 that we're dealing with right now, that's why Zoom calls are so much more effective. Like we need to see the micro expressions on the face of the person that we're talking to in order to actually feel connected to them, right? We need some other way other than just pure text to feel like we're connecting one human to another. So those are some of the things that I, that I like to talk about, but mostly it's just kind of encouraging people 
to pick up the phone, you know, to really yeah. not, not let, um, you know, that email that's been sitting in your inbox for months or that text that's gone unresponded to for days, don't let it discourage you, right? Everybody wants to hear from you. Everybody understands that you're overwhelmed. They are too. Just really trying to break down those barriers. What made you leave your job? You know, what was that transformational moment in your life that you decided to leave a hugely successful job and totally have a pivot point in your career and your life to do what you're doing today? Yeah, I, I mean, I think there are so many people who are in similar positions where they've achieved you know, a, a job that seems like it's, it's the answer, <laughs> you know, it has all the status and all the money and all of these things that we view as metrics of success. But truly, you can feel the disconnect if you're not in a position that's right for you, if you don't feel like you're being additive to the world, if you just sort of feel like you're going through the motions it's not a feeling that I would wish on anyone, no matter how how lucrative it is or how stable. Um, and I definitely felt that from the very, very beginning. I was in a, a great firm. You know, it certainly was not the fault of the, the place where I was. Um, but for me, it was less a transformational moment and more just sort of a slow realization that if I wanted to be the kind of contributor in the world that, you know, I always thought I would be and that was really important to me, that this really wasn't the medium that I was going to be able to make that contribution in. I read about um, the moment where your firm's office was above Grand Central Station. Mm. And you had a moment there. Um, yes, absolutely. Tell us a little bit about that. That that I found very, very interesting. Yeah. It's a it's a gorgeous place. Anybody who has ever gone through um Grand Central Station will recognize this immediately. It's this huge hub of commuters and tourists and people just rushing and rushing across but it's almost a holy place it's almost like a cathedral it's this very very tall vaulted building with a ceiling that has a constellation artwork on it and the law firm where i was working was situated above it and i came down for coffee one day after, you know, kind of deciding that I, you know, was going to, to make this change and just kind of stood in the middle of it for quite a while, which anyone who's ever been to Grand Central knows is such a faux pas. <laughs> You're supposed to <laughs> I haven't it. been to New Yorkers yet, actually, but I'd like, I'd like to visit. It's one of those places that I would really like to visit. It's a, it's a wonderful city and a gorgeous building, and I, I welcome anybody who wants to, to come, but it was just a, a fantastic moment to be standing there, you know, with all of these people rushing around you, just taking a moment to say like, okay, this is, this feels momentous. Now, now something new begins. And was it an immediate feeling or was it something that had been building up for a long time? 
It was something that had been building up for quite a long time, but I think that's how a lot of really big change goes, right? You sort of yes. feel yeah. it kind of a tidal wave building inside you and then all of a sudden, you know, there's some small stimulus and it just kind of crests. So I think it was like, I think it was like that. And how was it for you to deal with this shift in identity, as you say, from going from something that is, you know, everyone, as you wrote about, you know, a lawyer or a doctor or an accountant or a dentist or whatever it is, mm. starting over again. How did you deal with that? I mean, it is sort of an interesting thing to have, you know, one of these professions that doubles as an identity. I mean, everybody immediately knows what it is you do, and there's a certain level of success that's imputed to it. So it it is very hard to sort of set that aside and to begin again when you know your success then is going to be completely dependent on <laughs> your own merit and your own yes. loss. Um, but for me, the most helpful thing was just to say, um, you know, I'm going to decide ahead of time who I'm going to take advice from, and it's going to be a very small circle, um, you know, and just have sort of that personal board of directors where you know they don't have an agenda for you and they only want you to be successful you know, on your own metrics and in your own way and narrowing the, um, the noise in that way was just incredibly helpful to me. And how do you, how long is it now since you left that career, Julie? It has been, oh my gosh, almost six years. So it's been quite a while. And has it been an incredible journey? <laughs> that's that's what interests me what's the journey been like to where it's, you are today it's been fascinating I mean I've I feel like I've gone through so much transformational change um, which has just been you know sort of fascinating on a, a personal level to me um, you know, I'm, I'm on my second company and I've moved back and forth across the country a couple of times. And I think the main thing that I've taken away from it is, uh, I think before I was much, much more focused on external success and sort of reaching for the brass ring and, you know, kind of punching all the buttons on the syllabus. And now even though there's much that I still want to accomplish and that I'm excited about doing, um, you sort of start to develop this muscle of, of feeling some ease in change and knowing that that's a constant and kind of relaxing into that instead of feeling like there's a destination that you just can't wait to get to. Yes, I suppose it's, it's a journey that keeps on evolving it is, you're not at the destination as such. You know, this is the beauty of these life-changing moments is that you are constantly evolving in something and we're constantly finding something new about ourselves, especially when we start to follow what the vocation of our life is. Is that, would you say that you are actually following now that vocation of life as opposed to a career? 
I absolutely would. I mean, this, this idea of connecting people and bringing joy is something that's so, so important to me as a human, in addition to as an entrepreneur. And I think, you know, when you find that right fit, because you no longer feel sort of a sense of floating dread (laughs) when you're looking head to your work week. I mean, of course, I'm not saying that I never get tired or that, you know, there are aspects of running a business that aren't tedious because of course that's true. Um, but I think, you know, pretty much anyone can feel that like inner click when you find something that you feel is really purpose-driven. And it's important, isn't it, to follow that and to follow our inspiration to the purpose that we're here on this planet, because I think otherwise, as I saw that some of the things that you've written is that, you know, it was people idolize perfect jobs and perfect situations in inverted commas, perfect. What seems on the outside is perfect, but inside it's making us very upset and very depressed. And, and there's more to life than this facade of what everyone seems to think is best for us and seems to think that they know us. But in reality, only we know ourselves. Absolutely. I mean, that couldn't be more true. That's why when I was saying before about the the personal board of directors, I think it's so crucial to find people who know you well but really serve as sounding boards and don't have kind of any skin in the game, so to speak. And sometimes that can be family if you have, you know, family members that are very good about kind of removing their own agenda. And sometimes it's not. Sometimes they're, you know, professional mentors or good friends or, you know, folks that you just have a connection with in some way. Um, But it really is crucial to kind of have that support of you, the person that's not tied to any external success. I think it's very important and we're very lucky if we can find that. Um, It's so scarce, isn't it, Julie? I, I think so. I mean, I know quite a few of the people that I went to law school with, you know, most still in the career track that we set out to accomplish. And some of them have found wonderful fits and I could not be more happy for them. And law itself is a a wonderful career, but I can say that there are also a lot of people who have kind of just walked forward in the path that we set for ourselves, you know, almost 10 years ago at this point. And it's quite clear that they haven't, you know, found that connection. And that's, it's so sad. <laughs> that is, it is sad, you know, because sometimes it can happen like your moment in um, the train station, you know, it's a moment where you just suddenly think to yourself, what am I doing with my life? Mm. And where is my life gone? And to whom and to what have I actually given it to? And those moments are some of the most loneliest moments also. Because we realize sometimes that a lot of the things that we have done has been, in fact, not to serve our purpose, but was to serve the purpose of everyone's idea of what is right. Exactly. And I think there's nothing that's 
at least there's nothing that's scarier to me than wasted time, right? Because any other resource we can get back, you can always make more money if you need to, right? You can always Very you true. Know, decide to go back to school. Like there are no doors that close to us other than, you know, the, the time that we spend. So that's... It's, it's true. It's time is the big thing. And I, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day and I, I said to him, you know what, I've actually, we were talking about some project that I had started and, uh, you know, it's one of those things, isn't it? You never know unless you do something, if it's going to work out. Right. And he, made a, you know, it's the risk. That's life. It's a risk. It's a gamble. You know, every day we gamble, we take a risk. We don't know. We hope for the best. And I said to him, but I don't want to do it in case, you know, I, I, I've got time invested in this. And he said to me, you know what, Mimi, but you're investing time, you know, every single day of your life. Absolutely. So surely, yeah. And he said, surely you should be looking at every single day of your life. What are you actually investing your time in? Because that moment, as you said, we can't get that back. Exactly. And that can either be a terrifying <laughs> realization yes. or yes. a galvanizing one, right? Mm. It's one of those sort of moments when I suppose it's like an internal alchemy happens, a huge transformational moment when you realize, my goodness, you know, I have this time in my hands. I don't know how long, but I can change my life. I can change the life of others. And I think that must bring a type of freedom with it. Such a freedom. And it's something that excites me so much. I mean, when I talk to other people who are thinking about leaving the corporate world to start a business and they have this idea that really excites them, but there's such a, you know, such a terror in, you know, taking the step into the unknown. That's the thing that really galvanizes me is to say, you know, you, you can always go back <laughs> if you want to. You yeah. know, there's, there's no one-way door out of, you know, kind of a more stable life. Like, you can always go back. You can always get another job. I mean, of course, if you have certain responsibilities or anything that you need to pay attention to, you know, of course, I'm not yeah. mm -hmm. be reckless. It's more just that, you know, changes change is exciting it's a wonderful thing to be able to take a step forward and see what you are capable of doing it is exciting and but the thing is you know julie i don't know whether you find this also with your friends and family and you know acquaintances but if you even say change to somebody it actually evokes fear and to a lot of people because they think that change is something not good mm. and i suppose it's this whole thing about mindset that actually change has to happen and it is actually happening whether we like it or not whether we realize it or not we are in constant and perpetual change aren't we absolutely and i think that's one of the things that i've learned along this journey so far is that change is of course going to happen whether we like it or not but as soon as you decide that you're going to be the agent of change you know mm -hmm. the first couple of steps that you take 
you find yourself becoming much more comfortable with that idea. It's sort of the competence breeds competence kind of an idea. You know, it's never going to be as scary as the first time. Nothing is. So you can sort of, you know, gird your loins and take that first leap and everything after that becomes increasingly easier. It's the first step, isn't it? That old, I think it was a Chinese saying that says, you know, the journey of a thousand miles or whatever it is begins with the first step. Absolutely. And I think that's something that, you know, really resonates with me on the entrepreneurial side too, is the first step doesn't have to be jumping off a cliff, right? The first step. <laughs> yeah. The research on your idea, putting together a business plan on the weekend, you know, doing some market research. Like there are so many things that you can do, even starting your business while keeping your job, which, you know, I certainly have done both at the same time before. You know, it doesn't always have to be these like very dramatic things too. Change can be infinitesimal. Yes. Yes. And, and not so scary because this is the thing. It's like an all or nothing moment. As you said, jumping off a cliff, it doesn't have to be like that. It's the small steps, you know, that make the huge difference in the end. Exactly. And I think it really just depends on the person. Some people are much more comfortable with small, steady progress where they can really see the results and feel justified in taking the next step. I'm much more of a jump off the cliff person. <laughs> That's sort of how <laughs> I taught myself to, to commit. I mean, of course, I you know measure first before I leap, but you know, just knowing yourself is so important, right? Like what's going to make you feel safe and excited at the same time. Yes, that's very good advice. And what does make you feel safe and excited in your life? I think for me, it's, you know, having, having done my research on something, certainly, and feeling like I can answer all the pertinent questions about, you know, what, what might happen and what the outcomes might be. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I love change. And I love, you know, that sort of hold your breath and leap moment. It feels very exciting to me. Um, and I've done that several times in, in my life. Sometimes you land, sometimes you don't, <laughs> but I <laughs> think true. it's true. I, I talk from experience as well, but exactly. it's, it's the art of jumping and the art of jumping is something that's another story for another day. But unless you take that leap, I always say you never discover your wings um, unless you jump. You've got to do that jump. You've got to do it because otherwise you'll never know. You'll never know. What if I had done that? What could have happened? Where could my life have gone? Exactly. And that to me is the scariest thing. That's the kind of life that I just would feel the, the most regret about living is one in which, no, I'm pretty sure I, you know, had a good idea or could have done the thing or, you know, whatever it happens to be. Because um, you can deal with disappointment, but regret is so much harder. I don't know whether you've heard, this is so true, because I don't know whether you've heard about, um, they were asking people that um, were in their dying days in a hospice, and the most things that people said in their life was, it was a whole um, study about it, and it was not about the things that they did in their life that they regretted. It was the things that they hadn't done and that is so heartbreaking 
to have gone through life and been too scared to live it. You only get one chance, you know? I mean, that's, that's really the mantra that I try to live my life by, which is not to say I never get scared <laughs> because of course no, I do. We of all course, but, but your courage and your, maybe your will for life and your desire for life is incredibly bigger than the fear itself. That's kind of the mantra that I, that I live by is, and I don't know who said it first, but everything you want is on the other side of fear. I believe that. I believe that. I read some, somewhere actually about a month ago during this whole pandemic and it was a writer and I can't remember who it was. And for the life of me, I've been trying to find that quote again. And he said, if only we had been less afraid, wouldn't we have lived a more joyous life? Oh, I love that. And that is something that just keeps me going through life. Also, it has through my own life. And I have had hair-raising moments, and I'm sure I will have more hair-raising moments. <laughs> and crazy moments. And nothing makes sense to anyone what I'm doing. But you know what, Judy? It doesn't matter, because as long as it makes sense to us, nobody else is there with you in the middle of the night you know what I mean even, so even if you have a partner they're asleep right well they're asleep and they're in their own world anyway exactly exactly so nobody else is you know paying your bills or answering those middle of the night you know terror feelings or anything like that so it doesn't really matter right I mean yeah. take the advice if you want it but at the end of the day Yes, you're alone with your own judgments and thoughts about how well, how well you think you're doing. I like that, what you said, you know, sort of in the middle of the night. And it's usually three in the morning. I don't know about you. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> I don't know what it is about that time. But three in the morning, well, you know, where do all these questions come from? And, you know, they come knocking on the door. And why did you do that when you were 10 and all of this? Yeah. And I want to be okay at three in the morning. You know, I want to just wake up and think, well, you know, it's just one of those things. It was part of the adventure. doesn't matter. Just keep going. And I think the only way that we can do that is really to embrace change because we don't know what's going to happen in life. We don't know the future. We don't know anything. We only have this moment. Couldn't agree more. Mm. And it's up to us, I suppose, what we do with that moment. I hope it's going to be something exciting. I hope so. I hope so. Now tell me, Julie, what is the most inspirational thing? What inspires you or which person? What, what sort of sets that fire inside of you? Hmm. For me, it's the other people in my life that are, that are most inspiring to me. My, uh, my younger brother is a musician and he really kind of just fires me up. You know, I can see now he's reaching an age where a lot of his peers are starting to, you know, be successful in their chosen careers. And he is just plugging away and has made this like real dedication to his own art. Um, I'm probably biased, but I think he's a genius. And <laughs> Oh, so glad to see, you know, just one more person in the world doing the thing that speaks to them. 
And what does he do? Is he a professional singer or does he do it as a hobby? Oh, he's a professional musician. Yeah, he's a singer, songwriter, was, was on a tour, but unfortunately that has been uh, curtailed for the moment, but I'm sure he'll be back out there soon. Wonderful, wonderful. And will you go and see him? Oh, yes, of course. I'm the number one fan. <laughs> it, that's lovely to have a fan, isn't it? Especially if it's your sister. Oh, no, wonder- there's plenty besides me, but, <laughs> but I do well, love Even him. so, even so, it's still, it's still lovely to have somebody in your family that supports you. It, it means a lot. Absolutely. Now, Julie, if you were to give some advice to the listeners that has helped you through your life, what would you give? I think I would say just start. As we were saying before, everything that you want is on the other side of fear. And so, you know, what, what can you do that's the one infinitesimal step forward that's going to make you feel like you're making some progress, right? What's the one thing that you can do today that's going to make you feel like you're charging forward into the future? It doesn't have to be quitting your job or overhauling things, although it could be. Um, but just having that sense of power and accomplishment that comes from taking one small step, it's such a beautiful thing. That's rather lovely advice, actually, you know, have the bravery and the courage to do that. And listening to your story, it, it shows that it works. And this is why it's so important for you to share that because people need to see that when they have this courage deep inside like you did to change your life completely and here you are now um, with successful businesses an entrepreneur and hopefully going internationally with this (laughs) what a remarkable story really it it is it really is thank you so much I, I so so appreciate that it is it it for me you know reading about it and talking to you it it sort of gives that impression, but not only the impression, but that vitality to say, you know, give it a go. Why not? Life is once, as you said, and life is far too short. For sure. Get out there. there. (laughs) And stay out there and keep doing it. So thank you so much, Julie. It, it really has been a pleasure. And tell us, please, where people can get in contact with you. Absolutely. Um, well, our website is smallpackages.co, C-O, and it's also um, a great place to follow us is on Instagram, and our handle there is small underscore packages underscore co. And thank you so much for having me. It's been such a joy to talk to you. And you too. Thank you so much. And I wish you all the very, very best. And I'm hoping that next year that this will be your little, you know, beautiful diamond that you have there is going to be here in the UK and all over the place because I really, really love the idea. Oh, thank you. I hope so too. I'm I'm working on it. (laughs) You'll have to keep me, you know, keep me posted, Julie, and let me know because it would be lovely to hear from you. Wonderful. Will do. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay, bye.
Hello. Hello. Hello, hello. Thank you so much. Wow, you're such an inspirational lady, really. Oh, thank you so much. That's so kind of you to say. This was such a fun conversation. <laughs> you know, thank you, because really, I, you know, I talk to many people, as you must do also, and you just know when somebody really has that, you know, effervescence about them, and you really are one of those people. I really <laughs> enjoyed talking to you. Thank you. Same here. This was so fun. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, we discussed things that were really quite deep, but also, you know, there were practical ways. And I'm sure you're going to inspire the people. I'm sure that you will. And, you know, please keep in touch, Julie, and let me know how you're getting on. Oh, will do. Absolutely. Um, great. Well, let me know if there's anything I can do to help, you know, publicize or anything like that. Of course, we're always happy to. All right. Brilliant. So what I'll do once it goes to the studio now. So my studio guy has to, you know, attach bits and take bits and what have you and sound and whatever. Um, what, as soon as I have the actual recording once, cause he's got a bit of a backlog as soon as he's done that and I've uploaded it, I will send you the link and then that would be great. You can, you know, promote it and what have you everywhere. And of course it goes out to everybody on the podcast and worldwide, as you know that already. So um, hopefully, you know, maybe, who knows? I'm hoping that you're going to come to England and um, with this because it is such a lovely idea. Oh, thank you. Um, I'm working on the international aspect as much as we can. So hopefully that'll be a, a thing we can roll out soon. Oh, I wish you all the luck with that. What a beautiful idea. And um, I'll send you the link as soon, as soon as I have it. Okay, sounds wonderful. Well, have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you very much. And you too. Is it morning there or night? What time is it there? Uh, it's 11 a.m. now in just a few minutes. Oh, okay. You've still got the whole day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Oh, okay. Well, take care and thank you so much for coming on. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Bye. Okay, then. Bye. 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 Julie Schechter, what an inspiring lady, really. You see that we can change our life at any given moment. It really is up to us. Be inspired, you know, and don't give up on your dreams. Don't give up on anything that stirs your soul and your heart to feel more alive. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I'm sending you lots of love and lots and lots of blessings wherever you are in the world. And I hope to see you soon. Take care. Thank you for listening to Secrets for an Inspirational Life, brought to you by your host, Mimi Novik. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast see you in the next episode. For more information about Mimi Novik and her books, music and inspirational work, take a look at her website www.miminovic.co.uk